the average conversion rate for marketing is two to 5%. That's what the statistics, statistics say, but that's not telling the whole story. And that's why we have Andre here today. And he's gonna tell us a little bit about himself, why this matters to him and why it should matter to you. Andre, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Andre. Uh, I'm originally from Ukraine uh, and husband, father of two beautiful girls. Well, currently live for actually for the last 20, 20 years live in New York City and I'm the founder of email marketing agency called Florium. And you ask me about why it matters to me, the conversion. Mm -hmm. I think this is how businesses make money. But question back to you, what kind of con conversions are you talking about? Is it like uh, from web visit to sales or web visit to email subscriber or something else? Because this, I, yes. what I found in the industry and in general, not in the industry, but when we talk to either to a client or somebody who owns a business, everybody shouts about like shout out about like big conversions but the conversion means different thing for different people exactly see this is this is perfect this is why andre's here because when i say that that's the conversion rate i say that because that's what you're all going to read you're going to google today you're going to go what is the conversion rate how what should i be aiming for and this is an important way to think critically about how you're showing up how you're marketing and how you're tracking your rois because conversion oh. is just that. Is it sales? Is it click rate? Are people reading your blogs? Let's talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Like last last month, we were bidding on a big, big project. And I was checking not even their sales, but what I noticed that they have a very low um, review submission. So after somebody purchased a product, we asking people to leave a review about either about the company or about the product. And I notice they have very few reviews for such a big company with such a great product. They have very few reviews. But at that moment, like months ago, I didn't know what the kind of conversion between people buying and people leaving reviews. And, I've, and they had close to 5%, which is to what you just said conversion was five percent is high but for leaving a review after somebody purchase in the fashion or like apparel and fashion industry it's closer to 18 percent, and 18 percent it's a good benchmark and what if i said that the conversion rate without any context 18 percent, you would say like you're lying there's no way you can do 18 percent conversion rate but if i add people purchaser to reviewers it's it's a good uh, conversion rate context is everything and when we say conversion this is actually a conversation that i have often with my clients because they want to create um they want to create content and then they, they're kind of fearful of this word copywriting and i like to kind of approach these things because this is actually where i, I started my journey is in understanding the difference between creating whatever you're putting out into the world. And this could be emails. This could be a request for a, uh, a testimonial. It could be any number of things. Content is something consumed by an audience. Copywriting are words that get people to take action. 
And that action piece is really important. So when you say conversion copyright, when I, when one says conversion copywriting, people mm -hmm. often think sales, but that's where we get to that hiccup. That's where we get to people not understand that conversion is action. Did people right. take action on what you're putting out into the world? And you're specialized in email. You started, started specialized in email. Yes. My understanding. Um, so what would you say is one of the most important things to bring to the table when you're putting yourself out there using email, working to scale your business, grow your business, um, and looking to get people to take action, responding to emails, clicking through, buying potentially. What would you, what would be your, your biggest tip to share? Sure. So email or email marketing in general, only in US, uh, it can be in other parts of the world, but mostly in US, it's one of the most popular channels where you are able to control the message there's no there's nobody can steal that message for example if you put something on youtube or on social media you are competing with others with a free content as well as with a promotional content in person's inbox there's no competitions so you are controlling that narrative and you with a copy with a proper copy you are telling or you're asking a person to take specific action or you make them curious to learn learn more which basically like you telling them listen click here to learn more but uh you make people curious about something to take action to find out more and the goal of the email and the copy in the email as you said is to take some kind of action whatever action that is sometimes it's reply to email if you want to improve deliverability or i don't know like leave a review or submit a survey or make a purchase if it's a bandman card for example absolutely and and getting people to take that action is usually associated with a bit of a buildup of uh incentive in, in some capacity usually there's some sort of transformation promised in in it woven within the copywriting that you're using. Um, is there a particular methodology that you that you ask your, your teammates to use when you're doing this for your clients? We like to, I mean, my um, hypothesis and recommendations for almost for all the brands uh, to have one call to action per email. Yes, you can be, uh, your local pharmacy flyer in your email and have like a million of call to actions hundreds of different sales in the what emails but it's an illusion that more you have more action people will take um, our inboxes are overloaded i believe regular person receive close to 100 to 150 emails per day so you are one of the of many so sometimes people take few seconds to review your emails and if you have too many call to actions person person doesn't want to stop person's brain doesn't want to stop and digest what you, what you have if it's simple one call to action there's more chances person will stop 
read it or review your email and do what you're asking it to do. So like simple, short, uh, one call to action. This is a recommendation I have for all businesses. Yeah, and that's and that's perfect. That's like standard copywriting rules. A confused mind doesn't buy. So if you're going to overload your audience with a bunch of different, well, you could do this and you could do that. And hey, look at over here. Now you're distracting them, confusing them, wondering what the heck am I supposed to do next? Instead of just saying, hey, you know what? Here's a transformative thought. You should totally reply to this email so that we can have a conversation about it. Yeah. That's very easy track to follow. Easy to take action on. Easy, but at the same time, extremely hard when you're creating that email or you are owner of that business. Because <clears throat> so yesterday I was doing a newsletter for um, non non for profit organization I'm a volunteering for, um, and I was creating email about Cyber Monday uh, because uh, I was asking people. We have Amazon wish list. It's a Ukrainian organization. We help. Uh, we support in U Ukraine. And um, so the newsletter was about, hey, go to our Amazon wish list and buy products and we will ship it on your behalf to Ukraine. And uh, the message was that your dollar costs more today because there's discount on Amazon. So you can buy more with, uh, with the amount you were planning to donate. Mm. But also on our blog, on our website, we have an article why we have certain items on our Amazon wish list, why we have this or that, and it's it's explanation. And I'm like, oh, it would be cool to ask them to kind of to buy, but also include this blog post so they can read, understand, and kind of um, more likely to buy. But later, I was like, was debating in my head, should I include it or not? So I end up not including and that that email performed very well. And we generated uh, not I, I cannot name the, the amount, but it was um, better than average email in terms of donations. That's amazing. And I love that. And you're doing this all for your not for profit. Yes. Um, Actually, this, we are so a quick story. So we specializing on e-commerce so this is kind of our bread and butter how they say it uh, it's like 90 percent of our clients are e-commerce somebody who sells physical goods online but after the war after uh february 20 24th 2022 when wars happened in ukraine uh, i mean when russia invade ukraine mm -hmm. um I start to volunteer for Ukrainian uh, non-for-profits and then I I realized how under um, served nonprofit sector is and I evaluated 10 biggest non-for-profit in the US we are talking about like billion in revenue uh, per year uh, and from 10 there was only one organization who had a pop-up on their website collecting emails mm -hmm. and there's only i believe 50 percent of them had some kind of nurturing series of mm -hmm. emails so and then i was like it was aha moment for me and that's why we start to kind of um, shifting our focus like from e-commerce i mean we do e-commerce only but also we're trying to serve a uh, non-for-profit uh, sector as well now that makes a huge difference. And that's a really good lesson. These, actually, I want, I'm going to go ahead and argue that um, 
you just gave everyone two amazing lessons here. The first being, even an expert in this space is going to have some second guessing and some waffling about what is the best choice for me, for the business I'm serving, um, with regards to getting people to take action towards the end, right? So how yeah. are we going to implement that? Um, I was thinking, as you were talking, I was brainstorming in my own head, oh, what would I do before I got to your your conclusion? I thought, well, maybe take out like a section of the blog and highlight maybe the top three things that people wonder, hmm, why would I be buying this? And this is why. And then put it a little set, like a little blurb about it or something, and then have the call to action not be to read the blog, but to have the understanding that the blog had provided and then the call to action. I thought, hmm, maybe that would be interesting. But your solution was just to omit it have the call to action and it yielded amazing results. And I want to say that that just proves that there's no right answer. There's what's the best situation for me. The second and, thing. And okay. You know, I'll go to the second thing after what's your yeah, thought. Sorry, on that? Uh, yeah. You because I will probably, I will forget. Probably. <laughs> probably the best option. Uh, just limited resources was all in all non-for-profit organization. The best option would be probably to split tests and to have a conclusion and maybe in the future you will know like which way to go so i probably it was mess on my part but because we have limited resources in terms of time and talent uh so that's why i went that route sorry and you were saying number two no that's good because that, that shows also that we need to work within our means yeah. a lot of people actually i just commented on this I'm gonna make a little note here to make sure I remember. Um, <laughs> I just commented on a post, I think it was over on Facebook. Somebody said, gurus, I wanna know how many times a day should uh, should we be posting in order to gain the best traction, all this stuff. And I thought, you know what guys, All and there were so many gurus posting about, mm -hmm. oh, you need to post three to four times a day. Oh, you need seven times a day. Oh, you and I'm thinking a day, guys, you're telling the masses to post anywhere between three and one person said every hour between the hours of like nine and five. And I thought, so you're telling the masses to do this without understanding the contextual variables that exist for each individual reading this, taking you for a guru, taking your information as law, and then maybe implementing it, maybe not, but trying to, and then maybe burning out and feeling like they're not good enough because that guru, that supposed guru, made a very broad generalization without understanding the resources available to each individual showing up online for their business. Like you said, with these not-for-profits, they're not going to necessarily have the resources available to show up in a certain capacity. That doesn't mean they shouldn't show up. That doesn't mean that there is a best choice for them to create the most effective impact they could make. It just means that you need to be more mindful about what you have to use within the context of your marketing strategy um sure. the next thing what, what did you say next you were saying about um it was something about action so getting people to take action and kind of flipping the flipping the script into like how are you taking action behind the scenes towards creating an effective marketing strategy actually now that i'm thinking about it i may have skipped a skipped a point without realizing it, but that's okay. I want to, I want, I'm going to shift the conversation here. Everybody's going like that classic Shauna. So <laughs> <laughs> 
we talk about taking action and marketing, making sure that the other people on the other side of our screen are taking action without necessarily being cognizant of how our actions impact, how our choices and actions and, and what we put into it impact the reception of that message on the other side. I think we talked about this a little bit because you're very committed to your family. You're very committed to your business, to your not-for-profit, for and you need to take care of yourself in order to execute on these plans. Can you tell me about your experience with that? Because I know that you're a very heart-centered person. Uh, <laughs> it's an amazing question. And actually, I had a conversation with my wife this morning. Uh, how I take care of myself, you said? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Like I, I want to hear just a little bit. Yeah, how do you take care of yourself, your life, while well, organizing all of the different moving pieces and still showing up in, in in the best way possible for your business, for the businesses you serve, um, because there is a, a flow state that you need to enter into to to do so. Sure. I mean, I think because I'm doing different projects and working in my company doing non-for-profit have a family have other kind of little bit passive businesses there's a lot uh so it's based on the resources meaning time this based on the time the, since i have to do so much i i just need to value my time differently and kind of um i don't have time to to procrastinate it's like listen like creativity doesn't come either you switch to different tasks so you meanwhile you can work on another task or use some other things that inspires you is either uh, go to pinterest to get some inspiration or ask chat gpt to give you a few 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 things in terms of taking care of myself what helps me uh, to have scheduled things to take care of myself for example the morning uh, gym, but I go to kind of special gym, specialized gym. I don't know how to call it. It's not like gym where you go and you lifting weight. It's a it's a community. It's a group of people where we working out, and it's not only about my physique, but also com com some communication and be around people. Uh, for me, it's extremely important to be around people. So this thing is scheduled on my calendar same thing i have some friends where i'm meeting them every month particular day for few like for a few hours so like uh, for me since um, there's a lot of moving pieces in my life it's easier to kind of to schedule it and pull it put it on the calendar that makes a lot of sense so what i'm hearing you say is really that time is our most valuable resource of course and we need to use it wisely um, some of the yeah. examples you you gave are, are amazing. So use your time efficiently. If it's not working, if the thing you're tasked you've tasked yourself with isn't working, move on to a different thing or use tools that will help you to get the ball rolling. Don't hold prejudices against AI. Go and use it and drive some creative inspiration. And then of course but, scheduling you. But Go don't ahead. get me wrong, because I'm I went to that like to that trap so many times. There is sometimes the best use of your time is to do nothing or take a walk and yes it's counterproductive you you think i mean in our head like you do nothing it's it's bad no but that white space or that when you walk or like i don't know like 
do i don't know watch some funny videos on youtube or whatever your gateway is that time will give you energy or restart you refresh you to complete that difficult task or creative task or i mean my best ideas and came or best solutions came when i'm walking like when i'm walking for 15 20 30 minutes and and my product is good for your health walking yeah i love that and that is and, and i feel like that's something that you can schedule as well you just schedule that yeah. neutral time but also if you are stuck in that space where you're supposed to do this the tools aren't working your your task switch isn't working and you're like i'm just too much it's i'm i'm all up in here and i can't seem to ground myself i think that's a really important strategy that you just shared with the world is just do nothing it sounds counterintuitive you're right but it works for me my quote unquote do nothing is like you go for a walk be with nature touch the earth i garden i get dirty or i draw or paint i get creative in a way that i don't need to think i just do and it makes a huge difference because what happens is a lot of people think actually i have a sweater that was sent to me anonymously i have no idea who sent it to me but it's a an elise myers branded sweater and it says rest is productive and what that says what that indicates that nothing time is your time to reset so that then when you get to it again, you can be far more productive than you ever were before when you were spinning all up in your head. That's that's profound. That's really yeah. good piece of advice on how mm -hmm. this is the two sides of action taking in marketing. The action taking when you're actually thinking tactically, we wanna get our clients to take action, we want them to click on our emails, read our blogs, um, peruse our website buy our offer because remember that action looks very different depending on your goal depending on your purpose of what you're putting out into the world but then also how do i get myself to take action on implementing these marketing strategies that's those are the two sides of that action coin and i love that you were able to share all that with us now i'm going to ask you if there are any final thoughts that you wanted to share with our audience that you think will really drive the point home and get people taking meaningful action in their marketing and in their day-to-day to make an impact on this world whatever you have ready today post it share it uh, send out newsletter about this don't don't hold back and don't wait for that perfect moment or the perfect version of of, of whatever you're creating because anything that you have right now is already good for the world and you can improve with the next version or you can if it's a blog post you can revise it in the future but having it live today can impact somebody's life when you're holding it back it's bad actually for you and the world because you kind of keeping it from impacting people's life that's amazing. And let people know where they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you and your business. Sure. You can go to flowroom.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm active on LinkedIn. That's awesome. And this is this is actually really amazing, The that your last words, because I just want to let everybody know, I've said it once, I'll say it again, and you will hear me say it more and more and more times. There is no such thing as perfect. So post the dang thing. <laughs> press send, go live, show up, make your impact that you were meant to make.
Andre, I wanted to thank you very much for joining us today and having a really good candid conversation about what it means to show up, take action and inspire action for the people in your world. Thank you so much. To the rest thank of you, you, to the rest of you, please join us, follow, subscribe, because there are more conversations just like this happening again this week, in fact, next week again, and every week here on after. So say hi, join the conversation. We'll chat soon.